Hey there, welcome back to the Etsy Seller Podcast. I'm your host, Cody McGuffey, and today we have an extremely inspiring story where we get to talk with Mac about her amazing journey of where she was a bartender in 2020, lost her job, started looking online for ways to make money online, came across this thing called Etsy that she eventually grew to $100,000 in profit within six months, over $360,000 worth of revenue all through print on demand. We get to dive into the details of how she was able to achieve this amazing milestone. As always, this podcast is brought to you by Everbee, and we believe that everyone deserves the opportunity to pursue their passions and live life on their own terms. We believe in making e-commerce accessible to everyone in the world, no matter where they are, which country they're in, which region they're in, and using it to be a force for good in our communities and for our families. Everbee is the all-in-one business tool that you need to be using to grow your Etsy business, whether it's doing product research, doing optimization, trademark monitor, Everbee email to build relationships and get repeat customers and build your email list through Everbee email. Everbee prints are up and coming print on demand platform. Everbee is the business platform you guys need to be using. Dive in today, everbee.io. Let's jump into the episode. Mac, what's up? How are you? Hey, I'm doing good. How are you? I'm great too. Super happy to have you on. So thank you for joining us and willing to share value with our listeners. Of course. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, for sure. Um, So you have a cool story and I'm very anxious to hear your story. Uh, You have a few mutual friends or you know people like in my, our circle as well. And everyone kind of just recommends that I talk to you about Etsy game, making money online game, and obviously like the content game as well. But um, for those of you, for those of us who don't know who you are, can you maybe share your story and who you are? Yeah, of course. I'd love to. Um, So I like to kind of say that I'm just like everybody else that goes online and is maybe looking to get into online selling because almost four years ago now, um, that's what happened. <laughs> I was a bartender. I lost my job in 2020 and I just went online and started looking up ways to make money. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's so cool that I fell into the e-commerce space and, you know, really just dove into Etsy because I think Etsy is just a great place for beginners. And so I got onto Etsy. I had no idea what I was doing and I just started honestly thinking, let me try to source products. Let me try to find wholesale products. Let me try to make this work. Mm -hmm. And that's when I found print on demand where I could sell as I got orders. So I didn't have Mm -hmm. to spend a ton of money holding inventory. And I lived in a really small place and I didn't have the capital to invest in, you know, a bunch of inventory. And so that's kind of how I got started. And it was all over the place when I first did my shop. I didn't, (laughs) I was just like listing random things. I kept changing my store name like every two days. I was like, just, you didn't know. Yeah. Like you're brand new. Okay. So going back, let's pause right there for a second. Going back four years ago, you were a bartender. Um, By the way, where are you in the world at that time? Um, I was in Miami. 
Miami. Okay. Are you still in Miami? No, I live in Austin, Texas. Oh, me too. That's funny. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So four years ago, you're a bartender. You lose your job. Is this because of pandemic, COVID, all that stuff or cool. Um, you go online. Why did you go online to like, look for how to make money online? Like what, what do you think was, was there? Did you have a friend? Did you have a family member? Did you have somebody that you know that was crushing it online or something? No, I was stressed. I had like $10,000 in cash in a shoebox, And like, I was like, what do I do? Cause I knew I was in debt. I knew I like, I didn't know what was going to happen. And I had all this time. So that was just kind of what happened in my brain of like, let me see if I can find something. Where did you go first? TikTok, YouTube, to like Google, YouTube. YouTube. Where'd you type in? Do you remember? How to make money online. I love that. Exactly. Literally just ask and you shall receive, right? <laughs> yeah. And that's okay. why it's so funny. Cause it's like, it, it was just that simple. And that's why I say like, I'm like, everybody else that wants to get started. Like that's the phrase you type in, whether it's to Google, whether it's to YouTube, it's like how to make money online. <laughs> and then how did you get come to like Etsy? Cause there's how to make money online. There's a million ways to make money online, right? There's affiliate marketing, there is content. There's like being an agency. There's like doing services like Fiverr, Upwork. And then there's like selling something on Amazon, Shopify, Etsy. Drop shipping. Yeah. Drop shipping. Oh, yeah. We've all in the drop shipping thing, right? How yeah, did you yeah. fall on Etsy? Do you, do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Um, so I actually, I did try Shopify. I had a little dropshipping store um, that I started before I was on Etsy that just failed like miserably. Um, and so that was kind of led me to Etsy because I was like almost realizing like that's an e-commerce marketplace versus a website. Cause like I knew nothing about marketing. So that was kind of what drip, drove me to it. As I kept seeing like best for beginners, best for beginners. And I was like, well, I'm a beginner. And that's kind of how I fell onto Etsy. So funny. Like that is so true for myself too. Like I would, my first online thing was drop shipping. Yeah. Um, actually, I forget to say that sometimes people ask me like, oh, where did you start on first online? I say Amazon FBA, but actually if I'm I really think about it, it was actually drop shipping like two or three times before Amazon FBA. I just forget about I forget about that journey because drop shipping seems so simple. It just like, oh, you just like slap up a, a Shopify site or something, right? They call the Shopify thing and then you get like tie into AliExpress. And then you just gotta wait for six months for your product to be delivered to your customers. <laughs> Crazy. Or it just never gets delivered and then yeah. Yeah. <laughs> No, it's funny though, because um, I actually did have success with it later on once oh. I understood more about selling online. But when I first got started, I was like, just like listing hats, like dad hats, I think it was from Zendrop, I believe. Mm. And yeah, it's just funny how it all leads you to where you're supposed to be. But... And I agree, like when I was at that stage in my journey too, Dropship, I didn't understand the difference between a marketplace and Shopify. Like, I just didn't really even understand the differences. Um, so I, now I'm actually curious. We should stop there for a second. Like, somebody listening to this right now, maybe they're at that stage too. Like, what is the difference between like having a Shopify site and like selling on Etsy? 
I know this seems like a very basic question for us today and maybe for a lot of people listening, but for that person, it's like, they're actually not sure. How would you describe that? Yeah, I think that's honestly something that not a lot of people do understand. Because when you look online, it's like, oh, just start a Shopify. Oh, just start Etsy. Oh, start a WooCommerce. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, Shopify is a website host. So that's where you're going to create your store from zero to a hundred, you know, you're responsible for everything on that store and Shopify is a great platform. It shows you how to set that up step-by-step, but but you're really only relying on your marketing and the SEO that's going to come from, you know, Google or Yahoo, wherever people are doing, whatever. Versus um, now if we talk about a marketplace, e-commerce marketplace, that's Etsy, Amazon, Timu, right? These are marketplaces that people are going there with the intent to make a purchase. So finding your store on a marketplace is going to be easier than, I don't want to easy the Mm -hmm. term to use, but in the sense of, you know, having your own website as a complete beginner and not understanding ads, not understanding SEO, you have to really bring all of that traffic organically versus joining a marketplace that they have the intent of you make them money. Everybody makes everybody money. Yeah. The more money you make on the marketplace, the more money they make. So I love that. A marketplace has two sides, right? It's a buyer and a seller. So yeah. Etsy will bring the buyer to you. If you're the seller, Etsy will, in theory, bring the buyers to the platform and hopefully they pick yours versus Shopify. Like you mentioned, it's like, you have a website, cool, cody.com, like great, like, but nobody's coming to cody.com. Mm-hmm. Nobody's coming. for all that traffic. On me. And if I'm not a marketer, or I don't even understand how to market something online, it's my first journey, I'm going to be very disappointed you know, in my results three months from now when I'm just like, nobody's coming to my website. Well, of course mm-hmm. they're not. You know, people don't just go to websites. Like, yeah. You have to drive them there somehow. Yeah, and it's tough, like if you just especially if you don't have a marketing strategy, which in the beginning, most of the time you don't, most of the time you don't. So love that. And then drop shipping is it's primarily, and I'm I'm speaking from my experience at least is like Shopify. Right. And then you're responsible for, for driving that traffic. And typically if I recall, it's mostly about paid ads on drop shipping, correct? Like Facebook ads, Google ads. Okay. Yeah. And then unless you really understand TikTok. Mm. Um, but that's a whole nother ball ball game, you know? <laughs> totally. Yeah, for sure. Okay. Got it. So thank you for that. That's perfect. Hopefully unblocks some people there. So now you, you've settled on this Etsy thing somehow and how'd it go? Like, how was your, how was your first stab at Etsy after the drop shipping thing? Then you moved to Etsy. How did, how did that go? Yeah. So when I first did Etsy, um, you know, I, I got into just creating designs for print-on-demand products. I understood what print-on-demand was. I said, hey, this is a really cool way that I can sell things without having that inventory. And I always loved to design. So I got a Canva membership, started creating designs, and was just putting a bunch of random things on products, listing them on Etsy. And I realized after like two weeks of like spending all this time doing it, I was getting no clicks. Hmm. I'm like, "Mm, is this worth my time? So I actually went back to YouTube 
and got more into content that was related to understanding how to get traffic rather than just to build the store. And that's how I fell into, okay, I need to have a niche. I need to know who I'm selling to. Hmm. And so I restarted. I literally made a whole nother shop, which is not necessary now that I know that. Mm -hmm. Um, Made a whole nother shop that was specifically targeted towards one niche. And, you know, if I'm being honest, I asked my friends, like, hey, can you purchase this item and let me know what you think? Like, let's see how long it takes for it to get there. Mm -hmm. You know, especially with starting with dropshipping, like we were just saying, it takes like really long time. So it's like, hey, like, let's see how this this works, how it goes, how quickly is it going to get to you and what it looks like. I remember like my one friend, Ari, she got the shirt and was like, this is so cool. Like, oh my goodness, I got it in like four days. Look, it's a shirt. It's what you designed. Mm -hmm. And having those first few sales, which I now know on Etsy helps give you a boost. Mm -hmm. And so I started seeing clicks, started seeing that people were liking that type of design. And it's funny, I was having this conversation the other day about hearing the little cha-ching noise, Mm -hmm. like on Etsy. And that like motivating me. And so like after like my first five sales, I just had, I don't know how to explain it. I just had a feeling of understanding of like, this is what I need to be designing for. This store is what I want to make work. And I got obsessed with the idea of having an Etsy shop. It it, like consumed all my time because that's what I wanted to work so bad. And yeah, it just started to take off. I posted, I don't want to get too ahead of myself, but I did um, post some pins on Pinterest Mm -hmm. to link with the Etsy listings. Um, I did have a pin do extremely well. And that's ultimately what did end up growing that Etsy Etsy shop so quickly. Oh, interesting. Very cool. I haven't had that story really um, there too much about like, I want to get into the Pinterest thing too at some point, because that's, it's, that's, Sorry to go back a little bit. So mm-hmm. you, you, the niche that you that you started with, that was purely based on just intuition. Like you're just like, oh, okay, I just I I've decided to not go to digital products. I'm going to do physical products now using this print on demand thing. So you launch some products. You have your friends, couple friends, you know, buy the shirt from you, buy the product from you, and it gets delivered. You're happy with it, all good. And then at that point, you're just like. You probably went back to YouTube and said, like, how do I speed this thing up? And you hear about this Pinterest thing? Yeah. So once I like it, it was it's so strange because it was just like something like clicked in my head, like mm-hmm. of I wanted it to work. But back towards the niche, um, I think this is something really important is it was something that I had knowledge and an attachment to because okay. something that I had interest in. It wasn't just random, you know, um, I mean, I guess I can just say it because it's not like a huge deal anymore. But at, at the time, this niche was the mental health niche. Okay. So I think that that had something, you know, it was something I struggled with growing up. And so it was something that I understood and I kind of had an attachment to. And I think that's maybe what flipped that switch in my head of like, there, this is important. This is something mm-hmm. that's valid. And this is something that people are going to like and are responding to. And, you know, down the line, I got so much good feedback on that too. Um, 
so yeah, it, it was, I think that's important in your niche is understanding maybe having some prior knowledge to it. Absolutely. And I think that that's partially why I was able to get that store grown so quickly. That's really cool. I mean, I think people underestimate that. Like you, we all have like internal things that we know something about and that with the, that the majority of other folks, other sellers don't have that insight knowledge. And because you had that inside knowledge of the mental health world, you maybe thought like, like your, like your consumer, like your buyer, yeah. you designed for them. You're serving them now rather than just like, just putting up whatever you think is, is trending, I guess. Right. Obviously that's important too, but not as important as like serving your customer. Right. Yeah. It's about designing for what the audience wants and will respond to versus maybe what you initially want to create I love that, that. I had to really switch in my head you know and like realize like because like I said I first I was doing I probably shouldn't say this because it was like I didn't understand trademarks and stuff but I was like trying to do like Disney I was trying to do just stuff that like was already all over Etsy mm -hmm. right and yep. um without even having you know, a path of like what I really wanted to follow and what I really wanted to make like a long-term thing. Um, and I think that's pretty across the board with anybody that I asked that's had success in print on demand. They, they just start and they just start throwing random products. <laughs> they, they start throwing random things. They don't think about niches. They don't think about mm -hmm. an audience, a target audience. They don't think about any of that stuff. Um, and then yeah. when you start to listen to successful sellers, people that have like been there and done that, you start recognizing some commonalities of like, oh, they're pretty narrow. Like they're focused. Their energy is focused towards something. It could be a product category or it could be a niche. Yes. And, and you chose the niche. Now for anybody that doesn't understand that niche thing yet, like, well, how would you describe a niche? Like what a niche is? Yeah. Yeah. Um, a niche is essentially a target audience. It's a category. It's something that like an interest, mm. right? It's interest. It's something that people are interested in. It could be a hobby. It mm. could be, I guess interest is the best word. Yeah, it's an interest so. that someone has. And that's why they're looking for it. They want to purchase it. It's a part of them. So it could be like a fishing niche. It could be a hunting niche. It could be a badminton niche. It could be soccer niche, right? Yeah. Like people, soccer mom, it can even go more narrow niche. Um, mm -hmm. And then you can go into off-road, you can go into camping, and then you could, there's like different sub-niches inside that that big niche, right? Yeah. I always say like a niche within a niche uh, when you're picking it, because like you can have a broad niche, like let's say nursing, okay? Mm -hmm. And then you can be, okay, I want to focus on or target ER nurse or um, pediatric nurse, right? Like there's so many little pockets and there's room. That's why there's so much room online is there's so many areas you can get into it's the coolest thing and then there's so much like abundance online right like yeah. people think that like oh that niche is really saturated well i mean not really it's there's just always like, room always <laughs> room it's just a mindset too like there's yeah. always room yeah okay so you going back to your store your story you at this point you've have a couple sales from your friends and then what happened so had a few sales and then after Honestly, after that, I started getting sales. Mm. 
So I feel like that's kind of like, I don't want to say it's a hack, but it's definitely like, once you get your first sale on Etsy, like it's like the hardest one, you know, <laughs> it's the hardest one to get your first 10 sales are like tough. So once you can get past that, you'll start to get boosted where Etsy sees on the platform, like, Hey, this item's wanted. And that's when you start to get the carts. This item is in people's carts. Um, and so I think that, uh, well, I know that after I had those first few sales, I, I got boosted. And I think within that week, I had maybe like seven sales, which wasn't a lot, but it was like, whoa. That's a big deal for you at the yeah. time. And it was the same item too. It, it was a sweatshirt. And I think that's important is it was the same item. It was the same listing. Um, regardless of all the other products I was listing on the store, it was that one listing that really started to get the traction. Interesting. How many listings do you have at this time, you think? 12. Cool. So one out of 12 is hitting. One mm -hmm. out of 12 is kind of hitting. And that's that story is so true all the time. So consistent with everything I'm always hearing is it only takes one listing to kind of change the entire shop. It's not like you're going to be like all your 12 listings are going to be evenly dispersed. Never. Never. Okay. And then now, now what? So you have like seven listing or seven sales at this point, but like your story, and I know we're going to speed this up at some point of like, <laughs> you have a really cool, like some, something really special happened in your shop. That's pretty rare. Talk about that. Yeah. So it all had to do with once I saw this design was working on this product, I was like, okay, I'm getting sales. I had all this time on my hands. So what I did was. I used that design and just started putting it on a bunch of different products because okay. that was more in my head. It made more sense for time saving to be able to pump out more listings and use similar, you know, keywords at the time. I didn't realize that, but similar things for that same design that I knew was selling. So I started putting that on a bunch of different products. Then once I started getting more favorites, I could kind of differentiate what products in that niche people were looking for with that design. So then I would start making more designs with the same color scheme, just changing, tweaking a few things. Mm -hmm. And yeah, so then I get on to YouTube and I'm like, I really want to get more sales, right? Because, you know, with print on demand too, the, the profit margins aren't super great when you're first starting out and if you don't really understand how to how to do it sometimes the profit margins aren't great so i was like okay like i'm making money but i'm not making like money <laughs> so that's where youtube you know is such a great resource because it's free and there's so much information on there and that's how i found the pinterest marketing strategy and that's where i saw okay i can post my mock-ups on pinterest for free and link them and now i'm getting clicks now i'm getting traffic now I'm getting sales. And so it was kind of like this like thing of just like understanding. And like I said, it just, it just started clicking in my brain and I was just getting obsessed with it. Mm, that is so golden. Okay. So now bring, bring us home on how much, let's say, <laughs> let's fast forward like three months, four months, okay. five months, six months, whatever it is. Yeah. You were at seven sales with probably seven times, probably a $20 average cart, right? Which is <laughs> 240 bucks in revenue. Yeah. How much revenue did you do and like speed up to X amount of time? Okay. So I had a pin do really well on one of my Etsy listings. And within my first six months on Etsy, I was able to bring in a hundred thousand dollars in profit. 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 Insanity. 
Congratulations. It's just insane. <laughs> like, because I think like people don't realize mm -mm. the power of selling online and understanding that these platforms, there's potential. And I, I think it's so cool. That is, really that is amazing. For and so that, many. And that was just from like four different products on my shop too, that were just cool. really killing it in that same niche. And um, just from pushing it on Pinterest. Wow. Okay. That's really, really powerful. Um, and by the way, like you said, profit, hundred thousand dollars profit. Lots of times we talk about revenue all the times because it's easy to measure, but obviously oh, you okay. and a hundred thousand dollar profit you made. That no is, profit. that's incredible. Really yeah. is because that means that you probably had to do $300,000 plus in revenue. Yeah. According to print on demand margins. Yeah. It was around and like 360,000. Congratulations. Mac. That's amazing. Now everybody's wondering what this Pinterest strategy is. Yeah. So I actually talk about it on my YouTube. Um, cool. I'm sure there's a lot lots of it, a lot more detailed video guaranteed. <laughs> yeah. A lot of it is, um, just using mock-ups, the power of mock-ups, understanding, again, it, it all goes back to that target audience. And that's why I think it's so important, um, you know, using extensions, Chrome extensions to understand what, what, you know, people are looking for. And when it comes back to photos when we're online, we, we literally shop with our eyes. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, anywhere we shop with our eyes, that's silly, but online it's more in your face. What right. is because you don't really touch like we're in, in, in person we're, we're feeling things we're touching things like we're smelling things sometimes we're smelling the store but like online you're you're only eyes like that's it and like the experience yeah. of scrolling right it's so like when you choose mock-ups it has to be something that is you know there's a sweet spot between your design between your seo there, there's a sweet spot there but your mock-up's most important because you can have a simple text-based design, but if the mock-up is exactly what's gonna take that emotional connection to that customer, that is what is going to influence the buy. And so what I would do is I would see what mock-ups were working on Etsy, and I would literally use that same mock-up on Pinterest, and I would just toggle the keywords and just kind of test out and see what was working. And that's how I got up my first viral pin. And what's great about Pinterest is it works directly with Etsy. So it's one click and it just takes you right to the store. So even if someone's coming to Pinterest with, let me back up a moment. Um, Pinterest is a search engine, mm -hmm. right? It's not a social media platform. It's a search engine. So people are going to Pinterest with the intent for inspiration, for a gift idea. And half the time, they're not even trying to be sold. And that's what I think is so beautiful about it is because they'll click on something to get the photo and then it takes them right to Etsy. Amazing. So it's, it's just like this beautiful, um, tool. <laughs> yeah, no, it is. I mean, really. So backing up, like putting this, uh, a framework in mind of step one, get a niche, try to identify a target mar target market, because if you're not serving somebody, you're, like if you're serving everybody, you're serving nobody, that kind of mentality, right? So target a type of person, a persona, go make amazing products for that person that serve them. 
get mock-ups canva take your own mock-ups like we haven't really covered that but i imagine like just point is get some very high quality mock-ups yes you need you can't use the stock like the stock ones you want on your listings but those are not going to be what sells okay and then publish on etsy of course if you have zero sales get somebody to buy your product from your family friends whatever it is give you honest feedback leave an honest review if possible, obviously stay within SE's terms of service, all that good stuff. And then if you want, as soon as you kind of start seeing like, Hey, it seems like people like this product on Etsy or are liking this mock-up or they're, they're responding well to it. Favorites, maybe put, push those with the Pinterest integration and repeat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, you know, you, you can get into, so like something that I did is after I saw what's working, that's when you want to spend money on ads maybe. Okay. But when you're like, I think this, there's this problem in the space of like, people think they just need to like post a product and like throw a bunch of money at ads. Um, and that's not what you should do, at least in my experience with print on demand. Um, but yeah, so if, if we go back to like that, the step-by-step, -step, definitely pick your niche get to know your niche, take notes on different things in the space, the colors, what kind of mock-ups are they using? You know, we don't fix what's not broken, see what's working and add your uniqueness to that. Does not mean copy, but it means see what's working and add your uniqueness to that because there's room. It's just about tweaking it a little bit and not changing what's already proven to sell. So that's like the first step is like finding that niche, finding where you can bring in a little bit of, um, you know, your own uniqueness without reinventing the whole wheel. Yep. And then that's when you would, you know, do a little research to optimize your listings with keywords. Again, that goes back to getting to know your niche, your target audience. What words are they typing in? What are they searching for? What, what listings, you know, have clicks? what people are buying. And once you understand that, list as many products as you can. That's the best way to do it is like to see what starts to work for you in that space. I love that. And, and then I think, continue. And continue. Okay. If you guys, if you're, if you're listening to this and you're not taking notes, take notes or listen to this again and take notes for sure because Mac is dropping some knowledge here. Um, what kind of tools do you use I know you came to Everbe, I think way before, like many, many months ago. Um, but what other tools? So Everbe and what else are you using to kind of like make sure that you're successful? Yeah. Um, like within like all different platforms. I guess Canva or using Canva, Photoshop. Okay. Like... okay yeah. Um, so different platforms that I use um on Etsy. I, I do use Canva. I think Canva is a great tool, especially for beginners. Mm -hmm. Now it's like insane the stuff you can create on Canva. Um, I love using Creative Fabrica for mockups, for designs, for fonts. Mm. It's really helpful to not get caught up in any, um, you know, copyright stuff too. I talk a lot about that because that's something that's really important, <laughs> speaking from experience. And um, also I use Placeit, which is a mockup generator website as well and Everbe for SEO and Chrome extension for just getting to know the keywords. I love it. How do you use 
for right now, if people, for the person that's listening to this and they, they, they're hoping they're inspired by your story, right? They want that breakout success. They're, they're, they're trusting us or they're listening to us and they're like, oh man, that's, that sounds so cool to like have like one of those products, just like make everything kind of come together. And it kind of just like my breakout success, but they haven't found it yet. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they recognize that they need to be doing, they need to be selling a product that is in demand. You use Everbee for keyword research in a variety of ways, maybe, but maybe could you share like, how do you use Everbee? Yeah. Make it work for you. Cause there's a lot of different ways that you can use Everbee. So how do you use it? Yeah. So sometimes I implement just doing a little research within my niche, whether I go on Pinterest, whether I go on TikTok, kind of see what products. So for instance, let's say I type in self-care on TikTok and I start seeing um, journals pop up. Okay. Self-care journal. I know that's a product that Printify has. Go to Printify. I see they have it or whatever print provider you want to use. They print on demand product that's there. You see it. Okay. Then that's when I would use Everbee. I would go onto Etsy. I would type it in and I would see the competition. I would see how many search um, results come up for that. I would see what maybe the revenue is looking like that people are bringing in, which is awesome that you can see (laughs) and just kind of narrow that down. Um, And then I also love to the copy and paste tool for when I'm like trying to like bulk out listings and grab those, those tags that are being used on those listings that are working. Okay. So you do it. It's very interesting. I appreciate sharing that because nobody really talks about that. You actually started with, I guess the idea, right. With TikTok, for example, and you have this like journal idea that's clearly like people are searching for, and then you're going over to the print on demand supplier and just making sure that you have some sort of product to offer, right? Like one thing to have a, you know, a super in demand niche, but like, if you can't supply a product to, to fill that, you know, then there's no point. So you're mm-hmm. making sure that you have something to supply to the market and then you go back. Okay. I, I could, I could sell a journal. Then you go back into, to Everbee and then you basically say, okay, what kind of journal should I make? Right. I go in and I see like, okay, but do people want the journal? Cause I see it on uh, TikTok, but does that mean that somebody wants the journal? You know, and so it's like finding that, like, and then if I were to do that research and then it's like, nobody's looking for the journal, I go back. What's you, coming up? you kind of do the same thing. Like you Handle. find out. Got it. You know, it's like a process. And there's so many products with print on demand. There's so many products you can offer. <laughs> Especially like from 2020 to now, it's insane. It's getting better. Looks like. And I'm telling you right now, like. Every print is, by the way, right? We're, we're building every print. Like we have a huge roadmap of products. And in the next five years, we're going to see print on demand becoming better and bigger and better and faster. And the product selection is just only going to get better. Like Printify has a, an amazing selection right now. Printful has a great selection too. Like it's just going to continue to get better like this. And that's what's so exciting for like us digital entrepreneurs because we can be in on a beach in Florida selling some somebody something to Cal- in California or Australia or New Zealand or whatever. And like, that's the power of e-commerce going back to what you were saying. Insane. It's insane yeah. in the best way. <laughs> really is. Um, not we can go all day on this, but where can people find you? Yeah. Um, I have a YouTube channel. It's money with Mac on all platforms, just money with Mac. Um, you know, I'm all over Instagram, TikTok. And YouTube, I do more in length tutorials, 
showing like my step-by-step process. Beautiful. We will link to all of Mac's uh, social channels and stuff in the description or in the show notes, depending on where you are watching or listening to this. Um, Mac, any final thoughts for that aspiring seller that wants to make it? Yeah, I would say, and I say this a lot, like I'm no different than anybody. Anyone you see having success online, they're, they're no different than you. It's just that they've applied and understand a strategy that you can learn. And I think that it's important to just set your intention and know that it's something that you want to do and keep at it. Even if it's not working right away, don't compare yourself, take inspiration from people that are doing it and stick with it because the people that stick with it are the people that have success in it. Golden, golden advice. Thank you, Mac. Appreciate you. Yeah, thanks so much. Talk to you soon.